Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Whispering Woods podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Toby. And this is episode number 24. This episode is all about... The Jersey Devil. Jersey. Jersey Devil. (laughs) Say it again. (laughs) Jersey Devil. Yes, that's it. Do you know the Jersey Devil? I'm assuming from that you don't. Okay. I've got a introduction piece so I can tell you all about it. And then two stories, true sightings of the Jersey Devil. We'll get straight into it today. So are you ready for the introduction? Yes, I am. Deep in a remote area of southern New Jersey that extends for 1,700 square miles, an area known as the Pine Barrens is said to be home to a flying bipedal creature known as the Jersey Devil. Originally called the Leeds Devil or the Devil of Leeds, sightings of this entity have been whispered of since the 18th century. The Pine Barrens is a heavily wooded area that sits atop a coastal plain and it's one of the only places you can see pygmy pines whose growth are stunted by the frequent fires and sandy terrain of the region. The Pine Barrens are generally cool and quiet, but the shadows cast are foreboding, alluding to a terrifying creature that stalks within. The area is a giant aquifer, and tannin produced from the enormous cedar trees stain the river's red. In the early 17th century, English Quakers began to settle in the area, and in 1687, Daniel Leeds, a prominent man within this society, published his almanacs. These almanacs contained astrological symbols and other such writings, 
and were deemed too pagan and blasphemous by his congregation, who quickly destroyed them, and Leeds was ostracised from the community. Despite them, Leeds continued his writings, and they became even more esoteric, as he became fascinated with Christian occultism, Christian mysticism, cosmology, demonology and angelology, and natural magic. And this bitter feud did not end there. Leeds took to criticising Quaker theology in his writings and accused them of being anti-monarchists. At this point, the British royal governor of New Jersey, Lord Cornbury, became involved and aligned himself with Leeds. The Quakers then considered Leeds a traitor who had aligned himself with the Crown and they denounced him at the Quaker Burlington meeting of New Jersey. During this period, Daniel Leeds' third wife gave birth to nine children, which was considered a lot, even during these times, and we can draw similarities to Leeds' wife and Mother Leeds from legend. The story of Mother Leeds is one of the few origin stories for the Jersey Devil, and it goes as follows. On a stormy night of 1735, a Quaker woman gave birth at Leeds Point to her 13th child. Being impoverished and considered a witch by many, she is said to have cursed the child in frustration, crying out upon birth that it would be the devil. The child was born with large wings and a horse-like head, cloven feet and a thick tail. According to law, it was kept in confinement for many years before finally escaping, either from the basement or at the chimney, and the devil was born. In 1877, a local newspaper reported sightings of the winged beast as follows. Whenever he went near it, it would give a most unearthly yell that frightened the dogs. It whipped at every dog on the place, that thing, said the colonel, is not a bird nor an animal, but it is the Leeds devil, according to the description, and it was born over in Evesham, Burlington County, a hundred years ago. There is no mistake about it. I never saw the horrible critter myself. I can remember well when it was roaming around in Evesham Woods 50 years ago, and when it was hunted by men and dogs and shot at by the best marksmen there were in all South Jersey, but could not be killed. There isn't a family in Burlington or any of the joining counties that does not know of the Leeds Devil, and it was the bugaboo to frighten children with when I was a boy. There was also an influx of sightings in 1909, during the week of January the 16th to the 23rd, Newspapers published hundreds of sightings of the creature, with reports of the police shooting the figure as it attacked a trolley car. The reports came in from far and wide, with communities in a state of panic, so panicked that a number of schools were closed and workers were told to stay at home. This prompted groups of vigilantes and hunters to stalk the pine barrens and countryside in an attempt to find and slay the devil. But it was never found, and sightings of the Jersey Devil 
continue to this day. So, what do you think of the Jersey Jevil? He <laughs> mm. sounds quite scary, and there—I mean, there are so many sightings of it. You know, the Jersey Jevil. Yep, <laughs> documentaries, all sorts going on. What's a dwarf forest? Well, we've got dwarf forests over here. Um, there's quite a famous one called the Wisman's Woods in Dartmoor that I've visited a couple of times. So it's like a forest, but it's not very high at all. So in the Pine Barrens, they've got, they call it a pygmy forest. So it's loads and loads of pine trees, but their growth is stunted. You know, it looks like a fairy tale, really. Mm. The one that we visited in Dartmoor is amazing. They're oaks rather than pine. And they're all twisted. And it's re- it really looks like a fairy tale. Because I love pine forests Isn't anyway. Isn't that the one that was filmed in Star Wars? Uh, no, that's another one. Um, that's not... That one isn't a, a stunted forest. That, but I know the one. What was that called again? I have to look it up. Yeah, but that was pretty cool, wasn't it? Mm. Oh, Puzzlewood. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. What's an almanac? Right, well, almanacs were written to help grow crops and things like that. So each year it was noted what sort of was happening on a certain day so that they could ascertain when to put the crops in, when to um, harvest, all those sorts of things that they observed in nature were written in a book to help people farm and other things, essentially. So they were quite critical at the time. And we still get almanacs written now. They're lovely. They're beautiful books with all of these sort of observations in. Um, Wonderful. I did actually buy Rod one a few few Christmases ago. So I might have one myself. I'll have a look for it and we'll have a look through. Right. Are you ready for the first story? Yes, I am. And this story was taken from Reddit. Thanks to Bags the Bull for letting us share your story. My possible Jersey Devil encounter. Bear with me. This will be long. I want to be as detailed as possible. I live about 15 to 20 minutes from the infamous Leeds Point, birthplace of the Jersey Devil. Growing up, we were often out in the pines, paintballing, riding dirt bikes, exploring old abandoned houses and mudding. We grew up with the Jersey Devil law very present in our life. My older sister, who was much older than I, by about 12 years, and her now husband, new boyfriend at the time, took us out to Leeds Point and would find old run-down houses and say that was the old Leeds house to spook us and things like that. We never took it for more than a local legend from our quaint little historical New Jersey town. Once we got older, we became more fascinated and even tracked down the original house through locals to that immediate area, whose family have lived there for generations. The house is lacklustre, just an old crumbling foundation at this point. 
My buddies and I hadn't been camping or riding in a while, so we decided we could do a two-day wombo combo. Ride all day, camp out and party all night for the weekend. I had just finished restoring a dirt bike that I had found in my brother's basement. He'd had it since the year before I was born. He's 15 years my senior. And I was super stoked to shred it as it was my first and to this day only build. We drove out there, found a decent spot. We found a clearing that was quite odd. I heard about a strange phenomena in the pines of circles that don't grow plants. It wasn't till a couple of years ago that I heard about them being referred to as the devil's trampings. They're said to be spots the Jersey Devil frequented. Seemed like an ideal area to set up camp, as I was none the wiser at the time. We set up and rode all day, parted all night. Nothing strange that first night. I'll have to do a part two for the second night, because my phone is lagging from the length of this one. My Jersey Devil Encounter, part two. We woke up in the morning, it was overcast, and the whole vibe of the day was off. They were calling for rain at night, but we were determined to get this last summer camping trip off, so we decided to stay. There was a large patch of gravel at one end of the camp. Sandy soil washed out and left a lot of rocks behind. We rode in and out of the camp. It was getting tamped down as we were constantly in and out of the camp for drinks and gas over the two days. This will be relevant later. The second night, we all went to bed around 12 to 12.30am. Around 3am, I woke up and had to pee really bad. So I got out of my tent and went over to the edge of the camp opposite of the gravel patch as I did my business. Everything got really quiet. Mind you, this is summertime in New Jersey. The crickets, toes and even birds around that time are usually singing away. I thought it odd, but figured maybe I spooked them stumbling through the darkness. Towards the end of my inconveniently long pee, I started to get this really uneasy feeling of dread, like someone was watching me and started to hear what sounded like hooves plopping on that gravel patch. It was so dark, but the moon was bright, so I could make out silhouettes, and I saw something on the other end of the camp by the gravel entrance. I thought a deer had wandered into our camp, but then thought that unlikely because Jersey deer are scared to death of humans. I think it realised I'd noticed it and it shifted its head to one side, almost with a puzzled look. When it did, the moonlight hit its eyes, revealing them to be glowing red and beady. My self-preservation instincts kicked in and I inched my way over to my tent, thinking if I moved slow enough, it wouldn't be able to tell I was moving. Until I stepped on the beer can, I was barefoot and it hurt bad. 
and both the can and I were loud. I yelped, the can crushed, I startled whatever was standing there. I heard the hooves and what to me sounded like an enormous bird take off. I beelined it to my tent and sat up the rest of the night petrified. It began to rain around 5am. I went over to look for tracks, but by sunlight the area was washed out. Never told my friends, they wouldn't have believed me. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Too much beer when camping. Yeah. Oh, always equals we. <laughs> oh dear. I've actually just stuck my bum out the shelf before. <laughs> <laughs> when, <laughs> when we've been camping in the middle of nowhere and probably when I was younger I have just actually just stuck my bum out of the tent <laughs> because I've been too frightened <laughs> to go further it's easier for men boys isn't it yeah, just a bit <laughs> as long as you don't like pee by the entrance you're fine <laughs> yeah that that's a really terrifying story you know, because you can't mistake the sound of something taking off like flying, especially if it's got big wings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd love to visit the Pine Barrens. I'd also really loved to see the red, the giant redwoods in California. Different place. I'd really love to see them. Do you know what redwoods are? You do, don't you? Redwood. Yeah, no, they're the massive trees. You know, yeah, we've been yeah, we've been to them. We've got a few up in the woods near us, haven't we? And they're enormous, and they're one of my favourite trees because they just dwarf me and make me feel like I'm in fairyland. <laughs> <laughs> right? Are you ready for the second and final story? Yes, I am. And this story is also taken from Reddit. Thanks to Gritty Fan Club for letting us share your story. Possible Jersey Devil Encounter So I grew up in South Jersey, very close to the Pine Barrens, a.k.a. the place where the Jersey Devil supposedly was born and roams. The Pine Barrens are basically a stretch of wilderness across southern New Jersey that holds a huge aquifer underneath it. The aquifer exists because the soil is extremely sandy 
allowing for rapid draining rainwater into the aquifer below. People here have no doubt that the Jersey Devil is real. So much so that part of the Pine Barren unit in sixth grade science included the legend of the Jersey Devil, what he probably looks like, and different significant sightings that people in the area have seen over the years. You know, typical public school learning. All of the Jersey Devil talk peaked when we went to Mount Misery for our sixth grade class trip. Basically, we spent three days in the heart of the Pine Barrens with our teachers and classmates cabin camping. We did a ton of random nature stuff, but everything came to a head on the last night there. The grade was split into three groups that would rotate through three different activities. Ghost stories, s'mores and a hayride. My group went through the activities in this exact order. The ghost stories were pretty lame. They were told by one of the English teachers and were definitely meant to freak us out a little that night. None of the stories mentioned the devil at all. The sun began to set as we made the s'mores for our second activity. Both of the other groups got to experience the hayride during the day. But by the time we got to it, the sun had fully set. Our group loaded into the back of the hayride, which consisted of a tractor pulling a large trailer filled with hay and straw. A couple of the teachers joined the group, with my homeroom teacher sitting three people away from me towards the front of the trailer. The tractor turned on its headlights and we were off into the woods. Honestly, there wasn't much to see. We travelled down some sandy dirt roads surrounded by trees in the pitch black darkness. This went on for about ten or so minutes until we finally came out to a clearing. The clearing can best be described as a bunch of sand dunes, not uncommon for the pine barrens with a small pool of water at the lowest point between a couple of the dunes. The tractor pedalled along across the side of the clearing towards the dirt road on the other side. Everything was fine until one of the kids on the side closest to the pool of water shouted, What's that thing drinking out of the water? We all rushed over to look and saw what looked to be a deformed deer. It was drinking out of the water like any deer would, but it looked like it had long scratches along its side and had weird deformities sticking out of its back. I could see how someone would mistake these for wings, but it looked more like strange black growths to me. My first thought was this was the teacher scaring us. After all, we literally learned about the Jersey Devil like two weeks prior and we just listened to a bunch of ghost stories about an hour ago. My opinion was changed when I saw the panic in my homeroom teacher's eyes. She pushed me and a couple of other kids away from that side of the trailer and started frantically yelling at the tractor driver to speed up. She tried to hide it, but I saw her wipe tears away throughout the rest of the ride. I never got to see if the dear thing reacted to us, 
because my teacher was holding me down away from the creature. The driver gunned it and the teachers towards the back of the trailer frantically scanned the woods behind us with flashlights for the rest of the ride. When we got back to camp, half of us rolled out of the trailer with laughter. Surely this was a prank that the teachers put on for all of the groups, right? But after talking to the other kids, we realised we were the only ones that saw this creature. I paid close attention to my teacher and saw her pull a couple of teachers aside and they exchanged frightened looks as she told them what we saw. My sister went on the same class trip two years later and they didn't even do the hayride activity at all. This happened years ago, but I've never been able to shake that encounter. The closest thing I've seen to what I saw was when Paranormal State tried to find the Jersey Devil themselves. They captured an image of a weird-looking deer on thermal lens. I don't know if it's the Jersey Devil, but they definitely saw the same messed-up-looking deer that I did. Oh, I love it. They studied it at school. The Jersey Devil, that's amazing. Yeah. I would have been more interested in school if we studied creatures and things. You know? Mm. It would have made it more interesting. If, if if along with, like, your geography or, you know, you were studying science, you studied a creature that might live in that environment, that would be awesome. I yeah. would have gone more. <laughs> and you probably would have too. <laughs> so... Have you had any weird experiences lately? No, not really. Okay. Well, I've got one to tell you. Um, The lights kept turning on and off the other week. And I was like, okay, this is blackout, you know, because we've been warned it could happen. Didn't happen. And I was in the the spooky zone writing for the podcast at the time, sat in my armchair like I do. Um, And I saw something move out the corner of my eye, right? Yeah. And I see at the bottom of the stairs something moving, right? And it my heart is going, <laughs> you know, when you can't quite believe it and it's like, ooh, and yeah. it's hard to catch your breath. And I looked like looked at it properly and what it was, it was one of your hoodies drying on the radiator radiator slowly slipped off. And I seriously <laughs> thought that something was crawling down the stairs to get me. It was terrifying. And it took me about ten minutes to calm my heart back down again. <laughs> nobody else was in the house at the time. Also, we're arranging we've got loads of equipment coming for the YouTube channel to do our investigations super super excited i've got to figure out how to actually use the stuff first but we've got green screen a green screen um yes i'm super excited you are not going to be in these i don't know if we said this before but you you're not too keen to show your face are you so the youtube videos we might get you in accidentally let you know in (laughs) the youtube um videos are going to be like introduced by me and rog which is cool Mm. and we've got a green screen (laughs) (laughs) I've been playing about with a green screen and putting a shark in a a forest (laughs) looks pretty cool (laughs) I'll put on one I'll put on a a green face mask and you can put on a different head and I'll poke around in the green screen yeah (laughs) 
Well, yeah, you could, couldn't you? Mm. And then it just like if you wear a green t-shirt and a scary mask, we just have a floating decapitated head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have some fun with this in the spring, anyway. Okay, well, that brings us to the end of this episode. As I do usually say, please like and leave a review. Let us know what you would like to hear in future episodes. Yeah, next episode, we've got a super, super special episode because it's our first listener story episode, which I'm really excited about because it is about the Bell Witch and his experience. Mm, okay. Yeah, we've got a witch coming. <laughs> I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Take care, everyone, and we'll catch up with you next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.